What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the Game Prone Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Cruiser, and I'm joined again by Giggle Wiggles, a.k.a. Gavin Geyer. What is up, everybody? And CJ Schultz. Hey, yo. All right, so we have a kind of cool final episode of the year for you. We're going to talk about some edgy stuff, some weird stuff, a little bit about games, and uh, yeah. So let's jump right into what we are playing, and uh, for me, pretty much nothing, because it's been a busy time. Uh, the last thing I played was PUBG, actually. So I thought I had nothing to talk about, but now that I think about it, PUBG, the new map, forget what the name is, uh, it is the new snow map, and uh, yeah, it's really good. I've only been able to play it on the test servers. But it is probably my favorite map. I think it's the best map. I don't know what it is. Just the size, the locations, the buildings. Everything's just really cool about it. There's snowmobiles, things like that. Uh, So yeah, I've been enjoying that. Um, CJ, what have you been playing? Um, I have dived into Super Smash Ultimate. I have like 40 of the 70-some characters unlocked so far. Slowly grinding that out. Um, I finished Pokemon, finished my Pokedex, got all the badges. Now I'm kind of just playing shinies at this point with that and, uh, doing Fortnite still like always. They started their Christmas event yesterday or the day before. I think it was yesterday. So they have 14 days of Fortnite going on with that, bringing back all the Christmas skins. They did a map update with snow and stuff like we were talking about in the first episode. I'm so psyched. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. All right. Cool. Gavin, what crap have you been playing? Okay, then, I guess. Uh, <laughs> despite of what I said of Destiny 2, I've re-given it a shot, got Forsaken, and thoroughly, thoroughly really actually enjoying it. I think Forsaken has really helped that game grow by quite a bit. But me and Frank have talked about off-podcast about issues with it and whatnot, but... I'm just waiting for Atlas to come out now. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. You didn't grind it like we did. Like, we played a good, solid month and a half when Forsaken came out. I agree with you. I was in your phase that you are in now. But, see, your eyes are about to open. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes are about to get big. You're about to say, Bungie, what the absolute... I don't know, is this a clean (laughs) podcast? Uh, But, for real... I loved it. I thought it was great. And then I just, it started to get to the grindy point. Like, keep grinding, keep grinding. And then, on top of that, they decided to bring out DLC that they call a pass now, which gives them an excuse to not give you a real story with cutscenes and things like that. Just less content and more grind. That... Only people who have been grinding this whole time can even access. And even when it came out, you also had to grind more levels to be able to be high enough to do it. And that's brought me to the point where I am done with Bungie. I'm done with Destiny. There are very few games that I have just stopped supporting. And unfortunately, Destiny is going to be one of them. Uh, I will not buy Destiny 3. I know I'll be hyped when it's coming out and I'll think about it, but I'm really going to stand my ground on this because I just don't trust Bungie anymore. They are in the, they're just a cog in the Activision machine of money making. So that's all I have to say about it. And that's why I'm an a hole when it comes to Destiny and uh, basic, basically harassing you on your stream about Destiny being bad. Which is fine. Which is I fine. I apologize. You're good. <laughs> All right. What made you? I so, just have a question, quick. What made yep. you decide to try Destiny again, Gavin? Um, I had a few friends that are playing on PC, not people that you guys really know, but like uh, a fellow streamer, Rngbus. She was basically like, "Hey, come play Destiny. I'm loving it." So I was like, you know. What? Uh, F it. Why not? Give it a shot. I own it. Um, What's going to hurt? And then she ended up buying Forsaken for me. So I was like, hell, play it some more. And then it's just slowly gotten more and more play and I'm just enjoying it. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Yeah, and I'll, and this is just another quick side note. I think the one thing <clears throat> that whether you maybe start to kind of see the <laughs> the way I see down the road or not, I think part of the issue is too is like if you would have played um right at the beginning and then other games like say Atlas comes out and then when you come back, you realize how much you can't do because you didn't play every single day grinding 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 i think that's part of the issue like they built a game that's built for only people who want to play destiny all the time and yeah good good you have fans but you should like other mmos like world warcraft things like that i can get on there i can play with what i want things scale it's fun there's tons of stuff to do and you're not blocking me from doing, you know, end game content. Like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do hardcore raids or anything at the end of World of Warcraft without putting some time in. But there's so much more to do. And I think that's my main problem is there's other good games out. If I want to step away, I should be able to step away and not, like, be completely locked out of the new DLC I paid for, by the way. Because I'm not high enough level. And the thing is, it's not like I grinded enough to get to, like, I think I said 580 or whatever and 600 was the cap. So I grinded quite a bit. It wasn't just like I stopped because I finished the story content and that was it. I grinded and that's why, excuse me, that's why I, I have an issue with it. Especially the DLC, which is never... It's kind of been capped behind their stupid leveling system, like the number level. Uh, but you've usually been able to go in and play the story content and get the cutscenes and the new story. And they've sort of turned that on its back now so that they can make more money and give you little, little smaller bites of content throughout the year. I mean, if you um, if you really want to look at it in terms of other MMOs, all MMOs, well, the ones I've experienced, which are quite a few, are almost identical to that. It's when a new DLC or expansion comes out, you have to level up, gear the hell out, which takes at least two to three weeks, and then you're able to do the raid. Like, that is the thing. MMOs are built to be grindy, some more than others. So, like... What is it? I think Lineage 3 or whatnot on the PC is built 100% as a grind fest like that is what it's there it's a korean game which generally those games are grindy compared to us westerns like world of warcraft is a lot less grindy but there is more to do and i think it's just i i understand 100 where you come from i agree um but it's it's they have aspects of destiny 2 that aren't built for the casuals it's built more so for the higher up grindy people who want to be a little more hardcore. But yeah, I guess I, I would debate what you call casual because destiny two is my most played game of the year. Uh, cause you can do that Xbox year in review now. And I had 500 hours on destiny two. That's not casual in my eyes, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just think it's, uh, it's it's too much of a grind. And there's just, I've always said this from the beginning, they do not give you enough content for an MMO-style game. Oh, no, no. And that's the not way it's been 100% else. since D1 first came out. Like, there was a empty game, and it's been that way. But yeah. the few expansions for both games have made it better, which is, yeah. in my eyes, BS due to the fact that they released a $60 game that was empty, and then they charge you another 120 bucks to actually fill that game up. Yeah. But on a side note, what else do we got? Yeah. What, you don't want to talk about Destiny the whole night? Come on. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep, <laughs> keep going. <clears throat> All right. So first thing we're going to talk about is Discord because in the last show, uh, well, me and Gavin talked about the Epic Game Store and how they were doing their thing uh, with their uh, better split for developers, giving the developers more money to publish their game on that uh, platform. Well, 
Discord said challenge accepted and came back with a 90-10 split. So they only have to pay Discord uh, 10% uh, versus Epic's 12%. So they are 2% better than the Epic Game Store now. And which it's funny because <laughs> they're, you know, they originally posted and started this with Steam's uh, 30-70 split. And when Epic announced theirs, I thought Discord's just done. Um, but they actually reacted pretty fast. <laughs> and I was pretty surprised about that. I mean, it's smart. They're going to have smaller independent comp- or, uh, publishers, developers going on to Discord, and that's the way they're going to do it. I mean, it yeah, is, I think it's, it's a smart move. I think it's smart of Discord to make a move like this, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think of Discord as like a gaming publisher. So in my opinion, if I was to start whatever game I wanted to start and I was looking for a publisher to be, you know, part of it and where I'd want my game to be visible at. Thinking of Epic Games, I instantly think of Fortnite and the, what, 10 million people a month that play it. I would much rather see a 10 million person, you know, possibility of seeing my game rather than Discord who isn't in my, I mean, they're still in my opinion of like being a game related topic, but nothing close to what I would envision Epic Games being. So, I mean, that extra 2% doesn't mean too terribly much to me when I could be seeing 3 to 4 to maybe even 10 times as many people on Epic compared to Discord seeing my game. Yeah, I see what you mean. But if you, in the same regards, I would say Discord is used by more people throughout the whole world than Epic Games, even though... Fortnite is a plague on this earth. Um, <laughs> it's just like Discord, it's almost required by all PC gamers to have. But as I'm looking through it right now, they also have games free with Nitro. Nitro is $4.99 a month. That's another way they're making money. So it's. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, f- I think the question is how many play on PC? Because that's where you kind of have to yeah. <clears throat> figure out. Because. Um, I just looked up quick. It looks like 2.3 million people, concurrent users, use Discord weekly. Um, but Fortnite has 78.3 million monthly players. So the thing is, you know, even if they only have 10 million on PC, that's still, you know, a lot for Epic. But... um I guess I don't know the numbers as far as PC and whatever. My thought process about it is <clears throat> if you're a developer, I think you're going to put it on most of the platforms anyways. Uh, and I, I, unless you're working with one of these companies and they're giving you some sort of uh, benefit, which both Discord and Epic have to be giving them a better you know, spread or something or paying them to get their exclusive or timed exclusive stuff on there because both of them have those things right now um but unless you're doing that i can't foresee a developer not putting their stuff at least on steam and one of these because steam is just still the giant (laughs) that has all your stuff i mean people are gonna use steam i mean i think we're probably all more open i've I haven't bought anything on Discord. I've already, you know, purchased that Hades game on Epic because it's exclusive. And I've been getting on to get, you know, I got this Subnautica, which is free, and I'll get Super Meat Boy. Um, But I don't think a lot of people are like that. I think a lot of them will just stick with Steam. So if this isn't on Steam, they just won't experience the game, you know? So I I think most developers are going to be smart. I think what it comes down to is these platforms are a bonus for them because they'll get that extra money or maybe like we kind of talked about the last show, maybe they'll take what they're saving in that split, which is like 20% compared to steam 
and they'll put it into something extra, you know, like something for the game or, you know, they'll do things to promote their business or grow their business, you know, things like that. So, I mean, it, it's, it's not a bad thing is all I'm really getting at. <laughs> but it will be interesting to see if Steam starts to change now because they did kind of make changes for the bigger companies. But uh, they're going to have to shift their policies for smaller people too, for smaller devs too, if they want to compete. Or, like I said, people are probably going to do on both, so maybe they'll just keep getting people and they won't make any changes. But uh, I guess we'll kind of see what happens. It'll be interesting to watch it play out. Yeah. All right, so... I didn't want to talk about this, <laughs> but it just keeps coming up. I keep seeing it, and it makes me so mad. We're going to talk about the Soldier Boy consoles. Oh, my God. So, here's the deal. First of all, I want I, I just want to reference things. So, he's selling these knockoff game consoles and stuff, uh, and iWatch or whatever, or, you know, Soldier Watch is what they call it. Um but I just put together this show and the script for it, what we're kind of reading off of, uh, like an hour ago. And since I've done that, they've actually added more products. <laughs> they've now serious? added a Soldier Pad and Soldier Headphones Wireless Bluetooth. Oh, and a Soldier Phone. Oh, God, dude. So all of those are on this website now. Wait, to buy. Real quick, what's the website I want to pre-order? Uh, well, it's in the thing. It's soldierwatch.com. I I don't endorse that website, (laughs) but if you want to check it out, you can. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about the game consoles. So he basically has all these game consoles are basically cheap emulators. Um, you can get a more powerful, um, shield TV for like $130, $150 retail. It will be more powerful and basically do the same thing and actually be like an official like android (laughs) thing that of course you can get emulators if you want um but you can't play roms that you don't own people (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna cut in real quick i saw this video literally last night about this dude going over um all these different consoles and he was talking about the one that looks like an xbox like merged with a ps4 thing and there were so many emulators on there. He's like, dude, he's going to end up getting sued because he has stuff from like NES, SNES, the Game Boy Advance, the OG Game Boy, like all these Nintendo based items. And then he has like PS2 um, emu- or a PlayStation 1 emulator on there and all these Sony games. Like, if he doesn't get sued in like the next four to six months i'm going to be absolutely mind blown because all yep. these games on there there's no way he has licensing from all no these way. developers and stuff no. a and b um having all of the uh what word am i looking for anyways the licensing safe like there's literally no way on earth that all these games are quote unquote partnered with him or backed by this knockoff console that he's he's basically like secondhand shipping them. Like I can almost guarantee if you're buying one of these consoles from his website or whatever he's running, he's like taking the money that you're using and then secondhand like buying them and then just putting in your shipping information from him buying them yep. from this second shop. There's yeah, no it's... way. It's plain drop shipping. That's all he's doing, and it's not even him. It's probably some people who convinced him to do this, and they're probably taking a little cut themselves. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So let's go through the list quick. So it started with just the Soldier game console. For right now, that's listed at two hundred and eleven ninety nine, and then he also had the Soldier game handheld, which is one hundred and thirteen fifty eight right now on their site. Now, all of these things you can look on Amazon, just search, like, cheap emulators or, like, handhelds and stuff, and you can get for, like, half the price to begin with. 
Um, there's literally exact same pictures that he has on his site on these Amazon listings or other sites that sell these kind of things. Um, but he also recently added the Soldier Game Fuse, which is $399.99 for basically a little bit of an upgraded chip that's still worse than that NVIDIA Shield that I was just oh talking God. about. Um, and then he also added the retro retro Soldier Boy Mini, which is basically the old looking Game Boy Pocket emulator, <laughs> and that's ninety nine ninety nine. Um, but yeah, so he is essentially drop shipping these. I there's no doubt about that. Um, and I, even on a site like I can't see in this one anymore. But like if you click on the four hundred dollar one and you look at the pictures. It shows global 200 plus content partners, and it's got a whole bunch, you know, Ubisoft, 505 Games, Deep Silver. Yeah. I can guarantee none right. of those companies actually know that they're partnered with him. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a, the thing of games now. None of these are huge, mighty number nine zeros, forced. I don't know. Um, Blaze Blue, that's kind of a big game for some people, not for me, but uh, so he's got all those up there. But let's, I just want to, like, we got to go down the rabbit hole a little bit because I want to go onto his Twitter and just read you some of his stuff <laughs> because oh my God. it is hilarious <laughs> what he puts out. Um, first of all, he's going to be doing his own esports uh, company now. Oh, perfect. Uh, franchise. So. He's getting into that in case you wanted to know. Um, I probably should have done a little bit more research or had this up, but let me just go through. I know that at one point he tweeted out that he's now <laughs> partnered with uh, Ubisoft. I can't say that name. Is it Ubisoft? I think it's Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Okay. Yeah, he he did that. Uh, here he tweeted. Uh, Soldier Boy announces he's starting own esports team. Reveals Ninja as a mentor. Oh, <laughs> or oh, he retweeted gosh. that for oh. someone. Um, Dude, he's retweet. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I saw. I know the tweet you're talking about. I saw that Ninja was like partnering with him to like support some esports. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of Ninja was like, um buying in as like a uh entrepreneur for some shit that soldier boy was like trying to conjure up and i was like dude that is the biggest mistake of your life you're like the the face of gaming right now ninja and you're gonna buy into something that this like con artist is trying to pitch to you because he was popular 15 years ago yeah like, and that's know. the thing like, to get serious for a second, the reason I want to talk about it is because it really does piss me off. Because, like, I know it's sad. Like, I hate to say this again because I just said it earlier in the other podcast we recorded. But I keep talking about, you know, just consumers being smarter and doing research. You know, use the cell phone you have in your pocket, things like that. But the thing is, there are ignorant people who are going to buy this thinking they're getting something of worth when it's just a piece of junk. Yeah. And it's really annoying that he's doing that. And the thing is, I can't tell if he's just a complete a-hole or just a complete idiot because the things he tweets, like being partnered with Ubisoft and stuff, it just, it's like, what? How can you, like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. But it, it's really annoying. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm try, I am I really want to find just this couple at the, the beginning here. But, um, Gavin, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Do you want to um, buy one? Honestly, no, no, not one bit. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for anyone that actually does buy one. And I have a feeling that it's not even going to make it to the market. It's just going to get sued out of the ass. Well, the thing is, it's already a cheap product that's on the market. He's basically, it is like CJ said, he's just drop shipping. So, like, you can get these consoles other places. Um, 
but he people like other YouTubers and stuff already have like reviews out. They got theirs in the mail. Yeah, that's how I saw so, my video about it last night. Is I saw I was just scrolling through and it was on my recommended, um, like trending videos of like the last forty eight hours or something, huh. and I watched it. I was like, dude, you have got to be absolutely kidding me when I saw like the the flash art for the video. I ended up watching it. And yeah, it's he's just drop shipping like basic, basic boards. It's like one core processors, like four gigs, DDR3 RAM, like the most basic board you could get just to basically support an emulator and marking these things up two hundred percent. Just drop shipping it. I mean, and especially the fact of like, like I was saying earlier, with him, like saying he has the support of all these different brands. Like, there's no way on God's green earth that Nintendo is cool with him running 300 plus games on this whatever console thing <laughs> he's looking at. There's no way that Sony's cool with him running 100 plus games on his console. And like, there's no way. Yeah. What if one of the handhelds even say it's says it supports Switch games? Oh wow. No way. So yeah, on the thing it lists Switch as a as a thing. So um yeah, I don't know, I can't find the tweets. But basically there was like some there's like he was like saying, Oh my god, I just made my first sale and he's like just so thankful and like then he was tweeting out literal pictures of his like PayPal and like he made a hundred grand in a day or something off of them. So like people are buying them. That's the problem. If it's YouTube people, obviously they're doing it as a joke. They're doing it for their own benefit. They're hoping to make money back on the video they're making. But for everyday people, it's really annoying that he's doing this. Um, but let's. There was one I just saw. There's no way this guy retweets and tweets so many. Freaking things. I can't find anything. But there's one I... Oh, here. So Games Radar tweeted, Ever the entrepreneur, Soldier Boy has added two more equally sketchy consoles to his merch store. Oh, and he wants to make an eSports team. And he retweeted that. <laughs> like, he's retweeting people who are saying negative things, and then the comments are just like, you know that they're making fun of you, dude. Wow, and he just does, like he doesn't even care, and like people are just like, "You're gonna go to jail, dude!" <laughs> like, uh, it's it's just a funny thing. I I don't know. I just thought we needed to talk about it because my God, I just there's no way he's not gonna get shut down sooner or later here just because of how big he is. Like they know. Like, in all of these people, there's, like, every main site that does gaming I've seen has an article about this. I've seen so many YouTube videos about it at this point. People both criticizing it, people who are ordering it and breaking it down and calling it a piece of crap. So, I don't know. It's crap. I can't believe it, but whatever. Alright, so... We have to let CJ go because he has plans, and yeah. uh, we asked him last minute to record, so that's on us. <laughs> well, yeah, but dudes. uh Yeah. That's cool. Thanks for having so me. We, um, I will uh, see you guys in the next one. Take it easy, my dude. Yep. Right. Have a good one. Right, we'll guys. put your Twitter information and other stuff in the YouTube video description. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys next time. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay, so a few more things to talk about. Um, we're going to head into another controversial topic, and then we're going to kind of get back into some normal gaming stuff. Um, again, I felt compelled to talk about this. Um, did you ever play uh, Escape from Tarkov, Gavin? Uh, I own it. Um, I tried, but I didn't have anyone to play with, so I didn't know what the hell was going on, so I kind of gave up on it. Okay, Okay, because... I actually uninstalled it, um, and I actually, I like, I don't tweet that much. Like, I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet that much. I felt compelled to tweet out, even though I have almost no followers. But I have some friends on there, and I wanted them to see and know. Oh, yeah. So I tweeted out that they should 
uninstall and or or I didn't say should, but recommended and said that I uninstalled and won't support Battlestate Games, the makers of Escape from Tarkov, because they are trying to set a precedent that if you criticize or say anything bad about their game uh, or give any information about their game that may or may not be true, they're going to falsely attack your channel, your livelihood. Uh, in this case, they put together 47 copy stri- copyright strikes against uh, a YouTuber's videos. Really? Um, yep, and this was because he had a couple videos out. Uh, I didn't get to see him because they're down, obviously. But there's some YouTubers I watch. I consider them pretty trustworthy. They said that they've actually seen the uh, videos because they're sent. I actually think if you go to the YouTubers Discord, um, which I didn't have time for, but I mean, you can go on there and he has the videos like uploaded somewhere else that you can watch. But essentially these two videos, it was only two videos that had that. The rest were basically just videos with fair use of him playing the game. Uh, But it started with this guy, apparently, who makes... And I could be a little bit off here, so grain of salt. This isn't hardcore reporting, guys. It's just a podcast. (laughs) But um, apparently started with a kind of known modder hacker guy who also, like, apparently runs a website that kind of tracks the game stuff like um how many people are on servers and stuff which kind of seems like a typical thing i mean like look at destiny there's people that run the destin destiny item manager that you can go on that's not run by bungie and you can you know switch out your weapons and stuff um so apparently he found that if you did something or other that you could actually access people's information, user information, things like that, passwords, stuff. And he reported it to the company while they ignored him. So he went to this YouTuber um, and the YouTuber made a video. And from my understanding, basically just made it aware that this is a thing. I think he even mentioned that you should use the two-factor um authenticator login yeah yeah so like he was just kind of it was a public service announcement essentially um and whether or not he has like criticized and made videos uh criticizing the game or calling out the game is really you know not the issue at all because he should be able to do that yeah no like (laughs) um that's first amendment or this, yeah, whatever amendment, yeah. But so what happened was they just decided to do this to all of his videos, and then on top of that, they decided to, and this is where I definitely felt super compelled to never support this company ever again. On their Facebook, they have two long messages about what they did and why. And they essentially come out and say that they're going to silence and make an example of him because he was, um, I'm forgetting the word, not, uh, not in their words, it was more than criticism, but, uh, slander, slander, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Slander. Which, by the way, YouTube has a system that you can report for slander. And they could also go to the legal system if they felt so compelled. Yeah. But um, the fortunate thing about this, well, I don't know if his, his channel is going to be saved or what. I, As far as I've seen when I looked on his Twitter last, a couple videos have been back. I don't know if it's been deleted or anything. Um, I'm guessing it hasn't actually, I should have looked, I think he actually made a response video about what happened to him and that might be on a new channel. It might be on his his existing channel, which means 
you know, YouTube did something about it. Yeah. Um, you can't tell me like I myself sent a tweet to team YouTube saying, Hey, you got to look at this. I'm sure tons of other people did. I'm sure bigger YouTubers who covered the whole situation probably reached out to people they know at YouTube too. So I'm, I'm assuming everything worked out there or it's going to work out. Um, but the bright side about all this is, and okay, everything's a little bittersweet. Like, yes, we understand there's developers that have jobs and it's unfortunate that whoever runs their social media, whoever is in charge of PR has screwed things up so badly. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's kind of a karma thing and they've had big content creators say they're never making their content again. They had official people that were considered ambassadors like for different countries that play the game because they are from Russia, the developer. Oh, are they? Um, yeah. So they had like the U.S. ambassador. I, I Maybe it was emissary. I, I forget what they used the exact word for. But like he stepped down. They had the official podcast run by like a very passionate player. He's no longer going to do it. Um and just a lot of people, uh, at least more known community people, have decided to step away or down or limit what they do with the game now. And then on top of that, when you look at the Facebook or Twitter messages that involve those two statements, it's just a dumpster fire. Everyone is just calling them out, oh. t- telling them what they're doing is illegal like saying they're never going to play their game again. And the thing is, this is the kind of thing a dev needs to hear, but it's unfortunate that it's a smaller dev. You know, they're not like the most well-known game. Yeah, they're a known game, but like, honestly, it was probably one of us that got everyone else to play it, you know, like out of our group of friends. So it's like, you know, knowing that, like, obviously you guys can still play and stuff, but like, that's how things happen. Like you hear this and then you hear it from your friend and you're like, well, I'm not going to support them anymore. That's those guys. And yeah. So now you, you just started this whole fire when all you really had to do was contact the guy. And that's the thing. Some of the people, like I watched some videos, they actually reached out to the YouTuber and they found out that they didn't try to talk to the YouTuber. They didn't send them any messages on any platform. They just straight up started copyright striking all of his videos. And I think it's three strikes to get a channel deleted Is in it? most cases. Yeah. I don't know YouTube very well, but... You know, I don't either, but it, yeah, it's something like that. And and the thing is, it's like, no, we're, we're, we're kind of nobodies. You know, you have a semi-big <laughs> stream, but for Still, the most part, yeah. Game Prone and our podcasts are small, but... You know, I've still been keeping my eyes open to things like this because as someone who's using YouTube as a platform for our work, it's scary to think if for some reason we got bigger and we're kind of making money off of this and suddenly our income was in question because, you know, a butthurt developer... (laughs) developer just was upset about us criticizing them it's scary oh very much and so. it's it's ridiculous they're gonna so, they're gonna get their own though like yeah something's gonna happen we'll see though yeah so uh you know it's a like i said it's a bit of a edgy show we have some weird <laughs> weird things to talk about but we'll we'll move on to our last couple things here uh one being atlas which i know it's not very big news but uh, a lot of us were waiting yesterday for Atlas to come on, and I just wanted to talk about our thoughts about how they handled um, the delay of the game. Which, So for those of you who don't know, last time we did a show, we talked about Atlas, and it was going to be coming out the next week. Well, came to the day, and they delayed it six more days until this, this Wednesday. And so they had a countdown on their site and everything, and we were all waiting well, I don't think you were waiting, or maybe you were. I don't know. Kind of. But I know me and Chewy were waiting. I was, was kind of waiting. And, like, uh, even Summit on Twitch had, like, 40,000 viewers waiting. And, uh, yeah, the countdown came and went. 
and uh, got to zero. About 30 minutes passed, and then they tweeted out a three-minute, like, expanded trailer and the text that you can start sailing the seas or something on December 21st, which is Friday. So they have delayed the game. But it was very weird because they didn't say, hey, sorry, we couldn't make it. Uh, It was just, like, not referenced at all that we've been sitting here and it wasn't released. Um, Just... Handled so poorly. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't want to come off as, you know, the entitled gamer that, you know, everyone wants to throw around these days. But I think there's something, you know, about being courteous to your consumers. Um, You know, a couple hours before, if you know it's not, if it's coming down, if it's even a question, why not make the decision then and then you know, communicate to the community that it will not be out. They'll be like, hey, guys, we're sorry. We know a lot of you are anticipating to play our game, but it's not going to be out. Stay tuned. In a couple hours, we'll have the expanded trailer out, and then we expect to launch the game on Friday or whenever. Um, something like that would have gone a long way compared to waiting till after it's supposed to be launched. Yeah. And then just sort of not referencing. Now, I forget who it was. It was one of the developers who works on it, who I looked up. Uh, I don't know how I saw it. Maybe it was just a recommended tweet or something. But he did actually reference and kind of say, I'm sorry, you know, we just we couldn't get it done. And we hope to get it done by Friday, um, which kind of makes it seem like, oh, maybe Friday won't even be yeah. um, enough. But uh, at least he did respond. It's just, it's, uh, it's a, I don't know. It's just a little frustrating. Well, 100%. Like, and then I, I heard that the reason why they pushed it back is because they had to add servers. You just say that and be like, hey, guys, um, with so much anticipation, we have to add some more servers to make the re- release of the game very, like, good, like, and not have it crash. Yeah. And, like, and players 100% would have been like, Oh yeah, that's no problem, man. Take your time. Uh, take till first of the, uh, the year. Yeah. Would have been crappy, but it'd been like doubt it. Like we would have enjoyed. Yeah, at yeah. least we know. Yeah, the- and the thing is, everyone's aware it's early access, so like we know there's going to be problems. I, I kind of think it's going to be a, <laughs> a dumpster fire of a, oh, a game. 100%. I mean, I don't think the ambition of the servers alone, with having so many people is going to be a challenge. Then the game itself, there's no way it's polished. I mean, we've both played Ark. Yeah. That game, even after all this time, is still on the the jankier side <laughs> of games. It sure is. It's definitely playable and is enjoyable if you get into it with your friends and stuff and do stuff, but it's a janky game. That's all there is to it. Um, and this is going to kind of follow that same path, I'm sure. And uh, that's, I mean, it's early access. We kind of all know what we're getting into. I just think in some cases um, there is a benefit to being just more transparent with stuff. Um, And I know in other cases you can't be. um, You know, I'm kind of referencing there's sort of been an uproar about some Spider-Man DLC people wanted. Um, the suit from the old Spider-Man movies put into the game. Oh, really? I've and um, that. because of licensing and stuff, they actually couldn't say a word. Now they just said, like, as a kind of Christmas gift, they finally were able to release it. But beforehand, there was kind of a minority of gamers who were pretty uh, upset. Upset. Um, Apparently, even a death threat was thrown in there, <laughs> things like that. Um, and it's just, it's unfortunate because it just gets everything out of funk. You know, one of the developers at Insomniac, the community manager, you know, unfortunately didn't really stay that professional, said some things, said that these people were entitled gamers, things like that. And, you know, I don't agree with that stuff either. Um, but at the same time, 
I can't imagine getting all that hate and not saying something back. Yeah. So it's just a cluster, cluster of crap, um, and it's unfortunate. But uh, when you can be transparent, I think you should. And I can't believe that they, there was any reason why they couldn't say a couple hours earlier or even a day earlier that there was going to be another delay. I mean, they are their own company. There's no licensing involved in this. No, and they so, they should have known. Like, that's it's not something that I was like, oh, goodness, half an hour before, we're not going to be able to do this. You know, so. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that real quick. But uh, let's uh, wrap up the show talking quickly about another exclusive for the Epic Game Store, The Walking Dead final season. Now, the funny thing about this is if you purchased it anywhere else, you're already going to get it. So it's still available on Steam for some people. But for new purchasers of the, the final episodes of the final season, you actually have to get it on the Epic Game Store. And this is kind of a big one for the people it affects. Because I think Walking Dead's a pretty big franchise. Not everyone buys into the season pass and knowing what happened with Telltale because all that went down before the second episode officially released. It's possible that people stopped right at... Right at the, it. Uh, yeah, right at that first episode. Which means they might be in a situation where their gameplay they might have the first two episodes on Steam and they can't carry over the progress for the last two episodes, which that's what this game is about. You know, yeah. you carry your progress, your decisions through the whole game. Um, and, like, here's the other thing. You can carry it all from the first season if you played on Steam this whole time. So it really is a bigger issue than people think. Oh, yeah, it And is. it's sort of a slap in the face to the fans because of the fact Unless they come up with a solution that you can somehow import the save over from Steam, it basically is taking away if someone was really immersed in the whole story of what they've done from the first season all the way through. That's pretty much ruined for them now um, unless they bought the season pass, which maybe a lot of people did. But uh, yeah, I, I, in that regard, it is crappy to me. I think... Unless, if there is the carryover from Steam, like a save file, then fine, whatever. Um, but other than uh, if there's not, it's, uh, like, it would upset me. Luckily, I play on Xbox. All my stuff is on Xbox, okay. all my saves. My whole story of Walking Dead is through Xbox. I was going to ask, have you played um, it? Because I personally haven't played it, so I don't know much about it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm a huge Telltale junkie, which is why it's so sad that they closed down, and I'm kind of hoping that someone starts carrying the torch for those types of games, and there are some like it, but um, I don't know. I hope someone else does. I I also thought it would you know it would have been a good idea. I think um, Microsoft even at some point if they were to pick up some of these devs or find dev to do that sort of game um i think it would be perfect for the game pass especially once it comes to pc too oh yeah for sure um but that's just that's a complete pipe dream <laughs> in my mind um but yeah it's sad to me because like i was someone who pretty much played every game like i missed the older like they did a full, not an episode. well, it is episodic, but it was released as a full game like they did Jurassic Park and um, um, Back to the Future. So those were, like, kind of full games. They also weren't the best, like, reviewed games. So I, I kind of missed them. But uh, every, like, episodic thing, like, from Walking Dead on, I played, I loved um, you know, the Wolf Among Us was like one of my favorites and they were gonna, they were working on the Wolf Among Us too. And now that's just gone. Um, oh, that's a shame, but yeah, I love those games. And like, if I were on steam, this would be kind of a really annoying thing for me, but fortunately I'm good to go. So, <laughs> but, uh, huh. it'll be interesting to see if there is any people kind of 
showing their dismay over it. Yeah, so. there's probably going to be something, but we'll have to just wait and see. Yep. But yeah, so uh, that's all we had to talk about. Uh, this was the last episode of this year. We'll be back in the new year. Um, I don't know when. What? See, this episode's coming out early uh, because of the holiday. So technically, it's coming out on a Saturday. Normally, it would be a Monday. So 31st, just doing a little thinking in my head. So we should have a new episode on January 7th. Perfect. For you guys, as far as the Game Prone uh, podcast goes. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some new cool stuff to talk about. It's We'll probably have plenty of games to talk about since we're in the lull of not uh, not any more new releases until late January. And then February is just a bomb of like 10 new games. Uh, so we'll be talking at about, at least in Atlas. my case, we'll be talking about <laughs> a lot of Atlas. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good to go there. We'll, we'll sign off. Like I said, CJ will have his stuff, his Twitch and Twitter, um, linked in the YouTube description. As far as me, um, you know, I'm just working on the game prone YouTube. It's youtube.com slash game prone. I also do the honor the X podcast which is the weekly xbox podcast we are uh as of this being out our last episode of the year was posted um the day before so you can check that out otherwise you can find me on twitter at frank cruiser other than that gavin where can they find you so i recently moved from mixer back over to twitch so you can find me on twitch twitch.tv slash giggle wiggles that's with the z at the end and honestly, that's the main best place to find me at this current time. Okay, cool. So, yeah, thanks, uh, everybody who's supported the podcast so far. You know, we're only on episode three, but we're moving along the new year. We have tons of new ideas, things coming out for the channel, um, improvements to the podcast. So uh, we hope you stick with us for that. Hope you have a happy holidays. And we will see you in the new year. Peace. Thank you, everyone.